here is The Holy and Unholy from two millennials balancing life, work, love, pregnancy, kids, and everything in between. Follow our journey as we learn and discuss everything we wish we knew before we did it. Hey everyone and welcome back to Sunday School. This week we're straying away from the conversation of motherhood and focusing on toxic friendships. A topic we all know a lot about. At least a little something about. (laughs) A little bit of a something. Yeah, we do. Do you want to start with a nice segment this week? I do. Um, With coronavirus, it's been a little difficult to keep track of all of the nice segments and kind acts that, you know, we've been trying to do. Um, But this specific one that I that we wanted to talk about wasn't something that we did. It's something that we both witnessed. We're part of a mom group on Facebook uh, for the Houston area. And there was a post that we both saw and it was a mom who shared a picture of her little boy and it was for his birthday. And he was sitting on a table next to his cake and the caption read, you know, that she was very disappointed because nobody showed up for her son's a birthday parade since you know people aren't hosting birthday parties and they're doing little parades and she said nobody showed up um and if you know other moms or other people could kind of just comment and say something nice for the little boy well that turned into other moms in the group asking well what is he like and where are you guys located and we can plan a whole new parade and we'll go and we'll take him a gift and it was the nicest thing ever to see other people not only commenting and sending him nice messages but trying to plan something for him and asking what type of gifts he would like. So that was, it was very nice and heart, ni- warm heartening to see. It was cute. I yeah. thought that was really nice. It was, it was very, very, very nice. I hope she posts an update because I want to see if they reschedule the parade. Yeah. So we'll see. I'm, I'm definitely keeping my eyes on that one to see what it is that, how it turned out. Me too. All right. Let's get into the topic. This is one I feel like you and I know well. Hilda and I had a few fallouts in the past. Um, we, I think it's like, you know, you think the other person is toxic and sometimes you don't realize in a friend group, it might be someone else that's making the friendship toxic and you just don't really put two and two together. I think part of the issue in that is, um, you know, when you are in a group, maybe you allow what a certain person says to kind of influence your thoughts, but you never really bring these um, topics of conversation with the with that other individual that is, I guess, being spoken about. Um, and I do think that's a big reason why you and I kind of had fallouts in the past because we just kind of took whatever, whatever this other person said, like, oh, yeah, you're right. And then we just kind of left with that yeah. and never addressed it with each other. Sure. And I mean, I'm obviously open book and I don't really care what anyone has to say. So I'll go ahead and put it out there. But yeah, like Hilda and I were friends for a long time. We were friends first. We were friends in high school. And then we allowed a third person to come in. And then it's kind of like a third person would tell her something and then tell me something different. And um, it's kind of awkward when you don't really know if that other person is actually saying that so you don't bring it up. I didn't. I never brought it up. I never questioned whether Hilda was saying things or Hilda felt a certain way about me or if Hilda was upset at me. So I would just take another person's word for what it was and never adjust it with Hilda. So um, it caused two fallouts in our friendship. Yeah, and for a long finally, time. finally, and I also think like we were both in different, you know, stages of our lives. And sometimes, you know, you are the toxic person, like yeah. myself. Like, I'm sure I've been a toxic person I in think, someone else's life. I think, it, again, it goes back to you and I never addressed issues. And I know for us, and specifically, you're very, um, 
hard, not hard headed. That's not the word I'm looking for you. You're very, you know, you're straight to the point. You don't beat around the bush. So I, I, that kind of makes me wonder, like, why didn't we just address it? Because in a way, I'm the same. You know, I'm also just straight mm-hmm. to the point. I don't like to beat around the bush. Kind of like, okay, just tell me what the problem is, and we can find a way to work around it. And if you would know we're not able to, then let's just at least try to end it, you know, peacefully. So I think yeah. it's uh, maturity. Yes. I could say probably at that point in my life when we had our fallouts, you know, right after high school and for me like in the middle of college it's maturity like I didn't care mm-hmm. one I didn't care two I wasn't mature enough to care and three um I guess like an ego kind of like oh if you know Hilda feels this way about me why even address it who cares like yeah. not important enough for me to address on with the next one mm-hmm. I think for me in regards to that other person I was always made to feel like oh you're better than the other person and that's why I talk to you and I don't talk to the other person Oh, for sure. And I'm sure a lot of people have gone through that. I'm sure that you have always felt like somebody influences you, whether they make you feel like you're less than or they make you feel like you're greater than doing something else that they want you to do. It's manipulation for sure. Yes. And it's not even sometimes in a friendship. Sometimes that's in a relationship and you just don't realize it until you step back and you're like, wow, I was being manipulated. Honestly, a lot of friendships are a lot like a, you know, a love type relationship because, you know, you're talking to some of these people a lot. You are influenced by them a lot. They can, like you said, they can manipulate you and make you, you know, change the way that you think about stuff. So yeah, some relationships are, some friendships are very much like an actual relationship. In my opinion, a girl friendship that ends is worse than like a breakup. It is. Because I know for it's me, like, especially if you guys have the same friend group. Yeah. And you're the one that's getting kicked out. Then you're just kind of like, oh my gosh, do I even have any more friends? You shared so many common things with them. Mm-hmm. You're always like, and then now with social media, you know, you can spy on them and they yeah. probably post things on social media to make you jealous. Like it's worse than breaking up with a guy. It is. It's very petty. Yeah. Uh-huh. Very petty. It's, it's, it's like you really, the toxicity of it is just toxic even when you're out of it because sure. you're on, you're, my, for myself, I constantly feel like, well, like, shit, like, is this person trying to keep tabs on what it is that they're doing? And I don't know about y'all or anybody else, but I be- believe in bad juju. Like, you know, please don't send bad, do. Send, do not send bad vibes my way. Like, please just leave me alone. <laughs> I agree. I so agree with you. I believe in that step too, but there's things that you should probably look out for. And it comes with maturity and age when you start realizing like, Hey, this isn't something I want to be a part of, but I think it it gets entertained a lot when you're younger, or if you feel like you just want that person's approval, you entertain them for a very long time. I know. Um, a lot of it also can be like you maybe feel bad for leaving that friendship as well when you do end up coming to the conclusion that it's not the friendship that you want. So you kind of try to veer it towards what it is that you do want, you know, try to get that person to kind of do the things that you want to do. Um, but then once you start doing better things, if you start, you know, exercising, if you start eating healthier, if you start taking classes, things like that, which were things that happened with me, it was always like, well, why are you doing that, Hilda? You're such a freak. Like, what a loser. Like, you know, just because I didn't think that, um, because I wanted to wake up a little bit earlier to do an exerciser because I wanted to do, you know, an exercise after work or eat healthier, cook a healthier me- meal instead of going to eat out with friends or something like that. But, you know, it kind of brings you or drinking. Yes. Or drinking. Yeah. It kind of brings you down whenever, you know, that friend, um, I guess if you want to call them that is trying to make themselves feel better. So in order to keep you 
um, the same, I guess, plateau that they are at, they don't want you to advance yourself. And that should be also a really big red flag for you. If that person is making fun of you or making you feel stupid or less than because you're trying to do something that is going to better you, please like take control of it and step away. I think for our last fallout, like right when I had finished college and you guys took me on this little graduation trip and I truly felt like there was so much going on in my world and I felt like neither person in my friend group gave a crap about what I was going through, what my family was going through, um, how I felt, me truly being sick during the trip and just making me feel like, well, if I did all this for you, you're just an ungrateful little brat. Now, I remember that trip, and I do have to say that going back to, you know, you and I not communicating and not talking, um, and I think that you probably didn't communicate with me about everything that was going on because you were communicating with her from my understanding, so I think she knew what was going on, but I know for a fact I had absolutely no clue about anything that was going on. All I knew was, hey, we're going to plan this trip for you, Lenny. She just graduated. Like, do you want you know, do you want to chip in? We can tell her we're going to cover this and we're going to do this. And I'm like, yeah, like, that's fucking awesome. Let's do it. Yeah. It was a really, I mean, thoughtful gift. Yeah. But and to then, me, it was like that, that trip was when I like sat back and realized like neither of these people care about me and this is more for them. And I'm not like, I'm not saying I'm not thankful, but it honestly, this I can isn't say, for me. yeah, it wasn't now knowing what I know it really was not done the way that it should have been done. Again, if I would have known what it is that was going on, if I would have known everything that was going on in your life, then, you know, I would have obviously taken a step back and be like, oh, well, you know what? Let's probably try and plan something more relaxing for her, which is probably what you would have appreciated a little bit more. But I had no clue. All I knew was... Because I'm not like a party animal. You're not. You guys like wanted to do, you know, 6th Street and bar Mm -hmm. after bar. And I'm like sick. And I don't even care to do that stuff anyway. And I remember. This trip sucks. (laughs) I remember. I trust me. I remember. But you know, for me again, I didn't know. I was just kind of like, well, she was telling me like, gosh, she's being such a party pooper and such a buzzkill. And I'm like, well, yeah, she is. And then I think because at one point you finally said like, I'm done. Like I want to go to the back to the hotel and just go to sleep. And I was like, okay, like I had no problem with it. Cause to me, you do you. I'm fine. Like I'm gonna keep doing me. That's just the way that I like to be. But she was just so upset and i think at one point if i remember correctly we were at a shot bar and you were like puking your guts out i was i was so sick Uh and i remember her being like whatever she was out like literally she was telling me she was out last night i think it's very shitty you know that she knew that we had this trip planned for her and she couldn't just not go out with you know her friends or whoever it is i don't remember who it is you went out with i honestly didn't know you had gone out um but she was like, yeah, she should have just not gone out the night before to celebrate because she knew we had this trip for her. And I'm like, well, I mean, she just graduated. Like, she wanted to party with them. But the thing <laughs> is that I wasn't even sick or, like, I wasn't, like, hungover. I was truly actually, like, sick. Well, that was what she was, again, being influenced by the third person. That is what yeah. she told me. You know, she's so shitty. And I'm like, you know, she wants to go to sleep. Just let her go rest. Like, she just leave her alone. So I remember she's like, well um if we go drop her off do you want to come back out and I'm like well yeah like I've never been to sixth street either I want to come see it and we're like okay so and I do remember taking you to the hotel room and I went and I still made sure like are you okay do you need anything and then she was just kind of hanging out by the door and I'm like god please don't be such a bitch like the girl feels sick and um but she at this point was when I told you she was fucking annoyed like she was eye rolling and everything oh I know she was annoyed and that was the day that I was like 
this is the last ever weekend trip and this is the last I will ever be their friends because clearly they don't care about me like I think I was mature enough at that point to figure out like I didn't care about you guys' approval and I think that's when someone that's when someone has to finally say like I don't care anymore and this isn't for me but it takes a long time for someone to get to that point it does and that's that was a very difficult one to kind of get out of because I feel like we always or maybe just myself I always kind of saw the potential in the good person that she could be or the potential in the good person that she portrayed that she could be you're such a nice person because I didn't give a shit (laughs) well we're again you don't beat around the bush a lot more than I do no Uh, (laughs) and and again like just like in a relationship I think for from the outside looking in for you it felt like well do I want to start over um, you know, like I know their family, I know this and I know that, and I know so much, like, do I want to leave that friendship and start over with someone else when you feel like everyone else already has established relationships? You know what I mean? That was a very big part in me finding it difficult, I guess, to leave that friendship because I was going through a whole bunch of stuff, you know, whenever, right after that trip, actually, I think at the beginning of your Austin trip for graduation was at the beginning of me, like going through a whole lot of turmoil um and leaving the relationship that I was in and trying to figure out okay what am I going to do am I going to try to you know move stay you know with my daughter like I had a lot of stuff going on you were I mean you were going through the biggest life change like yes. I don't know if you're you wanting to share what you're going through but I think we'll leave that in for a different episode <laughs> because I want to keep this you know with the friendship but I think in a way that was a good way for her to be able to influence me and kind of just take over and um in a sense, take charge of my life because it was kind you of needed like, someone yes. and she knew that. Correct. Which kind of sucks. It, it did. Now looking back, it does. And, you know, I, a lot of people have kind of given me a warning, you know, she probably isn't the best friend for you or, you know, I, I'm not too sure about her. I mean, my dad met her like one time and right after that one time straight away, he was like, I don't like her as a friend for you. And yeah, Jacob me, wasn't a huge fan of all three of us as, as a group collectively you two and I can understand that from the outside when you see something but when you're in the circle like it's hard for someone to have the maturity to say this isn't for me yeah so again whenever I was going through all of that I think it was kind of a crutch for me also like okay I have this person and this person's kind of distracting me from everything that's going on which I don't want to say it was all bad like of course it's great that I was able to have that person there with me but then now looking back and really analyzing everything, you know, maybe some of those decisions or those things that I did during that time weren't the best. Granted, you know, as all of that went, you know, I did live my best life. I did everything that I wanted to do in a sense, kind of. Um, And it led me to where I am now, which I wouldn't change at all. But there are some things that do make me kind of question like, fuck, well, was this person ever in it kind of for for me? Was it always just about them? Because I always do feel or always did did feel like the relationship or the friendship was in a sense one sided. I always felt like I was always trying to make sure that I was kind of, you know, pleasing that person and making sure, okay, that that person, you know, was happy and not like angry. But and you know, sometimes like to give the benefit of the doubt, sometimes we don't know where the toxic one, because I'm sure I was toxic at some point and didn't know it and mm-hmm. influenced a lot of things. And I'm sure you were at some point mm-hmm. and I'm sure, you know, I'm sure we both probably did things that we probably shouldn't have done or influenced at some mm-hmm. point. So it's not always just the other person. Um, it's coming to terms that sometimes you allow yourself to be toxic. Mm-hmm. 
that's true and so I can't put the blame on just both of you or just you or whatever or other friendships because it's not just I mean I've had other friendships where I'm like yeah this doesn't serve me anymore I need to grow up and leave that friendship or sometimes you just kind of like move on and keep them in the background like a hey how are you doing kind Mm -hmm. of relationship but never like a super close one if that makes sense yeah it definitely takes a lot of or took a lot of maturity to be able to leave that friendship for myself especially like you said everybody else had already established friendships and then from for me I knew this person on such a personal level because of their family and everything else yeah so now then what are some signs that you look for in a friendship that will tell you like hey you know what it's time for you to leave this friendship I think a big one right now is when it feels like it's a constant competition you know when you're a friend or you're trying to be a friend you shouldn't be competing competing with that person I agree you should kind of be there to help each other grow and help each other be better than what you were if it is that you're trying to better yourself so I think that competition thing is just something that I've noticed even now with um with some mom friends where it always feels like well I have to be better than you um or I have to be always better than all of you because you know even if it's a personal thing for that one person it's it kind of still feels like within us like or does that mean that we're not good enough for for you to be our friends because I know I felt that we've kind of discussed it among amongst ourselves but yeah I think competing with each other is is a big one like there's no need if you want a genuine friendship please don't compete against each other piggybacking off of that if that person also can't um congratulate you and celebrate your victories even if you're in different stages of your life then that means they're not for you that is a big one because you know going back to the conversation we were just having a little bit earlier about that one friend i feel like the reason that our friendship finally ended was because my life was kind of taking a turn for the better and it was my life was finally better than hers and i'm not trying to make it seem like oh i'm better but you know in a sense i was finally with the person that really appreciated me really took care of me you know this person wanted to make sure that everything was good for me and she was struggling to find all of that. So I really feel like because of that competition within her that she had against me, that is why. Now, I could be wrong. We never did hash it out or talked about it. But that is my personal opinion as to why that friendship finally ended. Yeah. And I also see like in um, my life where friends go through, you know, engagements or they buy a house or they do they're pregnant or they have this or they get a new car and like I can see other friends not appreciating them or kind of like putting them down and making them feel like it's not that big of a deal and I feel like a true friend will congratulate you and celebrate all your victories yeah and be there for all your downfalls so to me um that is a quick flag that I can see right away in a person whether they are good or not for me now we understand that you know, sometimes your own life, you may be having some issues and you're not in the mood to celebrate, but please don't bring this person up just because, you know, their life is actually going, you know, very well at the moment. Be happy for them, at least for, you know, the five minutes you may be talking to them um, before you go back to your own life, but don't make them feel shitty because they're actually doing something for themselves that makes them feel good. Yeah, I agree. It, I mean, you just never know what the other person is going through. But again, it doesn't mean that you can't celebrate all of your friends, what their victories are or what they consider a victory to be. Correct. And keep in mind that yeah. somebody else's victories may not be the same as yours. There's things that are different. Yeah. I mean, whatever. It's not a big deal. And again, the same with competition. Like, 
Um, I don't like when a husband or a boyfriend buys something for a friend and she feels the need to show it off or she feels the need to kind of like shit on you if you get something that she actually wants but she mm-hmm. didn't get. It's I just don't like that. And so that's another red flag for me is like I don't play the competition portion of a friendship at all. I, I'm happy for whoever is in my life. Granted, there are times in my life, in my world, where I feel like I can't celebrate their victories to their full capacity. And yeah. I understand that. And somebody can pretty much read that as, oh, she's not there for me, which I get. And I've been very self-aware of because there was things in my life that were going on that were and I'm okay with saying this, more important to me than anyone else. Like when my mom was going through her sickness and her transplant, I tried to be there as much as I could for my friends, but I was also very aware of the fact that I didn't put in any effort to say, let me go out of my way, leave the hospital and go celebrate your victory. I'm most happy for you, but I was self-aware enough to know that I wasn't really a friend to and, a lot of people during that time. And I think people should have been a good enough friend to you to understand that you had your own, you know, things going on. I agree, on. but I also do agree that the fact that they could have said, you know, I've been there for her and these are huge victories for me and she's not here. I agree with I Did people actually that. say or that. make you feel like that? Yeah, I did have a few and um a few of them I straight up was like I am so sorry like I know I should be there for you more and I know I should you know x y and z yeah. and I would explain myself and they would kind of be like don't explain yourself you're fine and then there's others that were just kind of like thanks for the explanation I still don't care <gasps> and I understood that and I was mature enough to say I'm sorry that I'm not there for you and I know that you've been there for all of my mm-hmm. big accomplishments and I can't be there for you right now if I'm that toxic person in your life then cut me out you know what I mean yeah well, that's shitty. I'm sorry. It is what it is. Yeah. But yeah, competition would definitely be one red flag. I think we both agree on. Yeah, I think that's a big one. Um, do you want to go on a song break? We can. Do you have a song? So I've been jamming to Drake's <laughs> new uh, Tootsie slide. Is it called Tootsie or Tootsie? Tootsie. I saw it on TikTok and I know the dance. So I feel no, pretty like stop. cool. I'm a cool mom. <laughs> Josh was trying to do it the other day, and I was like, oh, please stop, because he has no rhythm, like none at all. Okay, so here we go with Tootsie Slide, Tootsie Slide by Drake. Buckles on the jacket, it's elite shit. Nike crossbody, got a piece in Got a dance, but it's really on some street shit. I'ma show you how to get it, it go right foot up, left foot slide, left foot up. Right for a slide. Basically, I'm saying either way, we bout to slide. Hey, can't let this one slide. Tootsie hey. slide, then I hit it double time. Then I hit a spin, cause we spun that block a couple times. If it's not the right time, it'll always be another time. I'm not even tripping, we'll just see him in the summertime. Whoa, yeah. Can't describe the pressure I be putting on myself, yeah. Really, I just can't afford to lose nobody else, yeah. If they moving shaky, we just do the shit ourselves, well. If I'm moving shaky, Chelsea do the shit himself, yeah. Solo niggas on a YOLO for real. Heard a lot about you, but we don't know for real. Next time, guarantee the truth will get revealed. Black leather glove, no sequins, yeah. Buckles on the jacket, it's elite shit. Nike crossbody, got a piece in. Gotta dance, but it's really on some street shit. I'ma show you how it go right foot up, left foot slide, left foot up, right foot slide. Basically, I'm saying either way, we bout to slide. Hey, can't let this one slide. Hey. Don't you wanna dance with me? No, I could dance like Michael Jackson.
And we're back. We hope you enjoyed that. And back on topic, Eleni, is there a sign that you've seen um, or experienced or heard of about a toxic friendship? There is one. And I think that it's easier to see these signs sometimes when you're not in the friendship. Yeah. Um, one of my good friends, like he's my best friend. Um, he was in a toxic relationship and s- toxic friendship, but just seeing it from the outside made my blood boil because this person was always constantly crossing boundaries, but my best friend could never see it. So you saw it from how you, you saw him going through it, but he never saw it. He never saw it. And like, he was always doing it from like a good heart and like would never see that he was being used. My God, he was being used all the time. And it was like, what's an example. This, Yeah. Example. So don't kill me friend. I'm not even saying his name. So he's not even going to care. But, um, (laughs) one time he said, um, his friend asked him to go out to grab ice cream together. So of Mm -hmm. course he's being a nice friend. He's like, sure. You don't, this is the college. He's like, you don't have a car. I have a car. I'll drive us, which that other person already knew that he would drive them. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so he's like, yeah, sure. I'll go pick you up. We'll go get ice cream goes, picks him up. And then on the way to get ice cream at Sonic, he's like, Hey, can you stop at Walgreens? I need to grab some stuff. And he's like, okay, sure. So he goes into Walgreens, grabs personal items. I won't say what they are. (laughs) And then comes back into the car and is like, all right. And they get to Sonic and he's like, nah, I don't want anything. (gasps) Yeah. Wow. Constantly doing things like this. Like, how did your friend react in this one situation? Did he give you like a play by play of how he reacted? I was pissed off because I was like, okay, clearly you just used me. But that was just one of, you know, that was one that he actually realized. I mean, that one was kind of hard to hide. I mean, I feel like most of the time he realized it. He just like wasn't like, he he would realize it kind of, but really wouldn't do anything about it. And um, Jacob was a part of this friend group. And when I started dating Jacob, I noticed how this guy would always cross boundaries with them because um, one time we all went out to eat and it's like this freeloader, Jacob, my best friend and like other people, whatever. And um, Jacob and my best friend were always taking turns paying for this dude. What? Jacob too? Oh my God. Yeah. And so I started dating Jacob and I'm like, I noticed this and I noticed that Jacob pays for our meal, but includes this guy. And I like, it was like, you know what? Like, this is weird. And then this is like still like early into our relationship with Jacob and I. So I'm like, do I say something or do I not? But in the Lenny fashion, of course I did. I was like, Hey, why are you paying for his meals? He's like, Oh, you know, like he's, you know, not as privileged and this and that. I said, okay, he can get a job. You guys are doing this all the time. Cause I gathered facts and figured out that they were doing it all the time. And he would convince all of them, like, oh, we should go out to eat, knowing that he would get one of them to pay for him. Wow. That's all Or I just can flat say. out ask them for money. Wow. So I cut that out. Do you Once know this? You knew this person kind of, you know, from the group too, right? I knew him. He, like, was in their group, but he wasn't in my group, and I did not like him. And I never knew why. You know when you just, like, meet someone, you're like, I yeah. can't stand you, mm-hmm. and you never know why? But he was one of those for me, and I just could never stand him. And then when, like, I started seeing all those things happen because he would hang out in our group, it made me hate him more. Yeah, I would not be very fond of him either. 
So I saw this guy crossing boundaries all the time, and it just seemed like everyone in his friend group was always just so, like, compassionate with him, and he would play, like, petty cards with them. Like, I wonder oh, what I'm stories so he would tell these well, people. Because huh? I said, I wonder what stories he would tell, you know, his friends and everybody to be able to convince them to always kind of have his back that way. Well, he would play like a lot of cards like, oh, I'm so poor or I don't have this or whatever, whatever, whatever. And he would play the I'm from the valley card. Like, hey, I'm just from the valley. Of, <laughs> just a bunch of stuff. Wow. I just feel insulted because I'm from the valley. I don't want to meet this person. He would always play that. Like, he's like, oh, I'm from the valley. I'm poor. And it's like, uh, OK, so is everyone else in college. Like, yeah, come on, everybody from what I, I didn't go with everybody apparently is broke in college, broke yeah, college I mean, students. Don't get me wrong. There are some friend groups that they had a little more than the others. But yeah. it's just like you can't use that against them. Like, you can't just be like, oh, because, you know, your dad is a doctor or your dad does this. Like, you should have to pay for my stuff. And that's how he made them feel. I feel like. Wow. Almost like entitled. But- that's entitlement. It is entitlement. Yeah. No, it was manipulation. So I will say definitely crossing boundaries and manipulation with this dude and seeing it from the outside was so much easier for me to, like, catch that flag. And, of course, like, once I was dating Jacob, I was like, hey, dude, you need to cut this guy off. No more. That's it. And with my best friend, I was like, you know, you need to cut him off. But always – my best friend is always a pendeja when it comes to people like this. Like, he's just so nice. And he just always is, like, trying to, like, give and be gentle. And I'm just like, stop. They're taking advantage of you. Poor guy. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I guess he he needed somebody there like you to make sure that he wasn't getting taken advantage of. And it's so funny because to this day now, it's like, you know, it's been years since we've graduated. But he'll still, like, call me and be like, don't be mad at me. And I'm like, don't tell me. That you fell into another trap. God, thank God he isn't like over there getting, trying to get into like an MLM or like, you know, some type of pyramid scheme. No, he's smarter than that. With him being that nice. No, he's smarter smarter than that for sure. Now, what about um, somebody that constantly puts you down? I don't know that I've experienced that. I think the only one that I've experienced is, you know, before I got with Josh, I didn't like to cook. Not that I didn't know how to cook, but I just didn't like to cook. I didn't have a need to cook because I was just always out. So this person always kept telling me, like, oh, Hilda, you just don't know how to cook, Hilda. Like, you know, and if I ever did make something, you just simple as can be, they'd be like, they would be like, you're going to get sick from, you know, your cooking because you just never cook. You don't know how to cook. And then eventually, it was. And, you know, it's a, a minor thing, but still, like, after a while in your head, it kind of gets like, um, maybe I don't know how to cook. So what ended up happening was finally me with Josh, we were together already. I didn't even know how long. And this person came over and I had made dinner and Josh was eating um, or something like that. And then this person was like, what did he say? She said something about, oh, and do you like her cooking, Josh? Um, because she she doesn't know how to cook. And Josh was like, you know, you say that about her, but she cooks pretty damn well. So I don't know where you're getting that shit from. <laughs> damn. Shut that down. Never said anything about it again. (laughs) Shut that down. But, yeah, so I think, you know, even if it's little things like that, like, it can get in your head. You don't need that negativity. For sure. For sure. What if there's friends that are jealous of other friends? Yeah, I've seen that, too. You have a large group of friends. I'd imagine that somewhere (laughs) along there somebody You know, and it's like, I feel like I've gotten to the point now in my life where all of my friends um, truly are my friends. Yeah. I think I've been able to like 
cut out all the fat and now everyone that's in my friend group that I consider super super close it's like these these people these individuals um we all can appreciate each other at different stages because all of us are different stages like Jacob and I were the first to get married in our group first to have a kid like we're the only ones with a kid um first to do like everything but we understand that and even though like we aren't at the same life stage as them anymore because like some of them still like to party some of them still like to go out we still congratulate them and support them in whatever stage they're in because they always do the same for us and so finding that group finally has felt nice because now I feel like I don't have all those toxic people in my life and everyone's very understanding of each other not just us like of each other and it's taken a while I feel like it's taken a lot of maturity it's taken um sometimes you have to fight for your your friendships too like sometimes you have to say hey I'm not a good friend right now and I'm sorry and I know that and I understand that and I want to come to you and let you know I see that. Yeah. And I have I have had to have that conversation a few times with some friends that I really truly care about and say what can I do um for you or like how can I be a better friend? Yeah, sometimes you need to do that because, you know, and we all don't live close to each other either, so. Yeah. I think that's a little hard too, like keeping communication with everybody and being able to see each other when you don't live close to one another. Yeah, it is hard because we're in the burbs. You are. (laughs) Like when I was telling you the other day, I was like, oh, I'm going to bring you cookies. And then I was like, okay, so if I'm going to go all the way down there, I got to make sure to take this, that, that. So I thought I was going to bring that. So I got to do that because it's it's a one day trip, you know. (laughs) Trust me. I thought about that too. And you said about, you know, bringing cookies. I was like, that's going to take her a long time. She better do it during the baby's nap hour. (laughs) Luckily, Jake was home right now. So it's. It's good. But it's just like, you know, understanding where I'm at. Like you understand. Like you're like, oh, I have compassion because I'm a new mom. So I understand that she can't do all those things that normally, you know, she would be able to. Yeah, which I try to tell you all the time too. Like, don't worry about it. You know, just it's okay. Get to me when you can. Because I know that it's hectic. I mean, me at home with the kids, sometimes I just, I can't even find my head. Like I feel overwhelmed and I can't expect, you know, everybody to just be ready and on my command when I want them to be. Yeah, I think that's also important in friendships, like understanding, you know, the needs of the other person, you know, sometimes they may need just, you know, some quiet time or just some time to just sit and chill and be within their own thoughts. You know, you can't be selfish and want their attention all of the time. Sometimes they just can't Mm -hmm. give it to you. So, you know, what I've also noticed is I feel like guys have a harder time coming out of toxic friendship than girls. Really? I don't know. Josh Sometimes they just like mask it or don't talk about it that yeah I can We're, see that do you remember when Josh was going through that toxic friendship yes stupid friendship <laughs> but right like don't you feel like it just got kind of got like kicked to the back it kind of it got really back. awkward and you know Josh is not good like with me he is very open he gives absolutely no fucks typically he just says whatever the hell is in his like he wants to spits it out and with this person it just didn't seem like he could spit it out. He couldn't just address the issue. He couldn't, you know, let this person know what the problem was. And I I feel like the fallout was maybe a little bit worse because of it than what it should that have been. That was a bigger fallout. I feel like if it was a girl, like a girl situation in that point, mm-hmm. that would have been drastic. Yeah. It was a really big, it was nastier than it should have been in my opinion. If he would have addressed it at the very beginning, you know, it could have been resolved. Things could have probably, probably been spoken about. But in my opinion, maybe I'm biased. I don't think Josh was the issue. I think this other person was a lot more 
you know, more macho man, you know, Mexican guy. He just did not want to at all address it and everything was fine to him. And I think that was the issue. Both of them trying to just ignore it and, you know, sweep it under the rug made it a lot worse. So, yeah, maybe you guys have a difficult, more difficult Can we just time. laugh at the fact that Josh had to fall out <laughs> with my ex-boyfriend? <laughs> we both have broken up with my ex-boyfriend. That's true. <laughs> It didn't hit me until just now. I'm yeah. like, that is so funny. So if anybody doesn't know, um, Eleni and I have been friends or known each other since high school. And then she dated some dude. Um, and then I ended up after running. High school. Yeah. And then after way after they had broken up, um, Eleni and this guy had broken up. I ran into this guy at a bar and then we all kind of started hanging out, which is how I ended up meeting Josh. <laughs> so, you That's know, so funny. Yeah. Josh was best friends with this. Not best friends. He was friends. With um, Eleni's ex-boyfriend and, I don't know, circle of life, I guess. <laughs> that was so fun. That's, like, crazy. When, like, we started hanging out again, I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Crazy. I know. <laughs> but it's Very okay. <laughs> so what about ending a toxic relationship? Like, I know for me, Ugh. again, I feel like the toxic relationship that I ended, it wasn't even ended, like, I the think, way you'd want it to Yes. End. I think, honestly, she stopped being my friend before I stopped being her friend. Um, because, again, once my life you kind of... You couldn't let it go. I couldn't because I was kind of like, well, what did I do wrong? Like, how can I fix it? You know, kind of like you, you said earlier, you're trying to make things better in a sense. Or I was trying to appease her, figure out, you know, I was still trying to be not a friend. Not let it go. Yes. You're just trying to not let it go. I was still trying to be a friend. And um, up until that point, I didn't think I had done anything wrong. Still now, I don't think I did anything wrong. My life was going uphill. Maybe she felt whatever the competition thing I spoke about earlier, and she just kind of stopped talking to me but would respond every once in a while to a text here and there. So finally I just said, you know what? Of course, Snapchat, I could see whenever she was out. So I finally said, hey, you know what? I see that you're out. You're inviting this other person. You could easily invite me. You know, it's a double, triple date, whatever you want to call it. So it's several couples. You're not taking the time to invite me as well. Then obviously you're not interested in being my friend anymore. And I did. I sent her a message and I said, okay, if this is the way that you feel, I've tried talking to you about it before. I have addressed it because I had addressed it with her several times that I didn't feel she was being the friend that I needed. Um, and you told me you were going to take the initiative. You have not taken the initiative. So basically what I'm saying now is I'm done being your friend. So mm -hmm. I finally said, I'm not. But did you send this like long I did. Paragraph? Hell yeah, I oh, did. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm so because passionate in my life. If I ever see that, if I ever get that you in don't my read it. inbox, I'm going to be like, I can't read that. I don't no, but the that. only reason that I sent it was because I never wanted it to come back um, to me and her be able to say to me that I didn't try to talk it out. That sure. I didn't yeah. try to give a reason that I never explained because I didn't want her, you know, if she still cared about the friendship. I didn't want her to feel the way that I had felt up until that point that I felt that I was just kind of being left on the curb and that, you know, that maybe she didn't care about me anymore. I didn't want her to think that, you know, I let her know I still care about you. I still wish, you know, the very best for you. But, up, you know, up until now, I just I can't be your friend anymore. If you want to fix this and if you want to be my friend again, um, you know where I live. And I let her know you're going to be blocked on all social media. You're going to be blocked on my phone, but you know where I live because it's true. If you really have an intention of being somebody's friend and trying to fix things with somebody, I mean, if you know where they live, you're so drama. <laughs> come to my house if you know. No, it's not come to my house. It's if you really want to be my friend, because yeah. at that point, that friendship to me meant that much, you know. And if a friendship to you yeah. really means that much, you're going to make the initiative to make sure that everything is okay, and you're going to figure out how sure. to fix it. 
And that's where I And I think you have to read the person because, like, you – like, you're very compassionate. You're very, like – you're so – you're like you know, I know. Like, I you have a lot of passion sick. I make myself Whereas, sick <laughs> like you like I, if I was reading this and if I was like ending a friendship with you or like I felt like you weren't you know there I feel like I would have to give you that passion and say like hey I feel this 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 and that mm-hmm. whereas other people me if you're reading me it's easy for me to just forget people yeah you're very dry I I'm very like, oh, you don't want to do that, or like you're you're being rude to me. Guess what? Mm-hmm. I just won't give you any more attention, and I just will ignore it. And then years pass by, and I'm like, oh shit, that person was my friend a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> no, and I am. Um, once I'm a friend, I'm very committed to that friendship. Mm-hmm. And you know, I tell one specific mom mom friend. I we actually had her on ep- on an episode recently, Jessica. I tell her all the time, like you know, I don't play. Like once I'm I'm, a, I'm your friend, you know, I'm I try to be here to stay. I'm not gonna just come in and oh ha 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 he 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 we're friends and then just be like oh I don't talk talk to you anymore. No, yeah, yeah, for sure, you are definitely like that, and I I know that from like I I I know that. So, but with you know other people, I I feel like you just have to read the read the room basically. Yeah, and for a long time there, Josh tried telling me like that's not the person that you need in your life, you know, kick it out. And I was so mad. I was so angry at him for wanting me to get rid of this friend that I had had for so long that went, you know, through so many things with me. But I should have gone. You grow, you grow. Should have gone rid of her a long time ago. So again, I addressed the issue. It did nothing for me. I still had to get rid of that toxic relation, that toxic friendship. So, you know, sometimes addressing an issue may help you. It may not help the friendship, but, you know, as long as you address it. But if it doesn't help the friendship, then you know you truly don't need to be in it. Yes. Another big thing is, you know, create some boundaries. It can be, sometimes boundaries can be just within, you know, what time it is that you need for yourself. Sometimes you can't make it to all of the events that they want to go to or all of the parties they want to go to or bars or, you know, party every single night. Create those boundaries. Um, sometimes even the boundary can be financial. Like maybe this person thinks that you got it the way that, that they do and you really just don't. So make sure that you are able to create those boundaries with those people because you don't want to go broke because of a friendship. Yeah. But you also don't want to be that friend that's like, I can't, I'm broke. It's just kind of like, I can't. Yeah. Don't be, and... don't be your friends taking the friend that you talked about earlier. Don't be, yeah. you know, don't. <laughs> No, just kind of own it up. Just be like, I can't right now. It is what it is. But don't make that person feel bad because of your financial situation. Yes. Because that's toxic. Yes, it is. And don't, you know, always make it about yourself. Or if you are in a friendship where somebody is always making it about themselves, you know, they obviously probably do not care about you or what's going on in your life. And you need to have a friend that is there to support you and care about you and help you out when you need that help. So. Now that we've seen the flags that you and I, I mean, we're not professionals, but you and I have um, gathered our own red flags to kind of figure out what friendships serve us well or um, are there for us during certain times. And um, ending the friendship sucks. But I think that if you both come to the terms of this isn't for us, this isn't where I need to be, I don't serve you, you don't serve me, ending it. Ending it is probably the hardest. And I and nowadays with social media and texting and all this stuff, it's like if you truly want to end the friendship, you unfortunately have to cut them off of everything. Yeah, you do. No stalking, mm-hmm. no, you know, still following them on social media. I think it's just like if you guys were in that deep of a friendship for so many years, you have to just let go. Yeah, because then sucks. you're just starting to be toxic to yourself, you know, by not For letting sure. it go. So definitely 
unfriend on social media if you have to block then block you know just for your own sanity because again it can be very much like a relationship you kind of just let it go and take your time to mourn the friendship that you lost even if it was a bad one yeah and sometimes they come back i mean you and i ended up just rekindling it and realized okay now that we're more mature we're both um at different points in our lives like hey this serves us yeah it does it's um i think it also helped us kind of maybe hashed out some of the stuff from the past and realized that you know it wasn't really our fault i think that we weren't able to keep our friendship going as strong for a long time that we you know kind of stopped being friends for a little bit but and i'm not gonna say i'm innocent because i can understand that I probably too was toxic at some point where maybe I wasn't as present or maybe I didn't explain myself or give enough to understand what you were feeling or what you were going through or even to make myself available enough to talk through it and walk through whatever issue there was. I think for myself, I just wasn't as self-aware. You know, my life kind of, you know, has always up until now kind of always been very loopy and something has always just kind of been going on. So I wasn't as self-aware to understand that I was being manipulated and that I was, you know, my decisions weren't being based off of how I felt, but based off of how somebody else felt. So I think that had Mm -hmm. a lot to do with it as well. So, you know, try to be self-aware, as self-aware as you can so that you can be a good friend. And if you can't be a good friend at that moment, you know, hopefully your friends understand. Yeah. And grow from it. I think seeing you come out of all these friendships, I've seen you grow. I've seen you mature. I've seen you um, take all of everything you've learned and make it, make yourself better from it. And I've, I've seen that from a distance. Yeah. You know what? I want to hear from our listeners. Like anybody that's out there, tell us about a, a friendship that you had to end or flags that you look for or how to end a friendship like give us some tips tricks or lessons that you've learned i want to know brownie points if you tell us about a time that you were a toxic friend but realized oh it. for sure yeah because it's hard to like make it's hard to be self-aware sometimes it really is or even admit that you did something wrong and apologize for it i think that's a big mm-hmm. one Re- coming at terms with being wrong and doing something that was for right. sure i agree now, uh, a motivational quote, I guess, that I have for this topic is um, it came off of an NBC News article, um, and it's basically on the topic of friends a woman needs to succeed and the type of friends that you kind of need in order to build yourself up. Um, and it goes, make it your mission to build a squad of supportive, productive people you admire and respect. So keep that in mind when you're choosing your friends and trying to figure out what friends to keep in your circle. It's I always agree. I always lot. feel like I that point stands really still is you are who you hang out with. And yeah. that's why I truly try to make sure that who I'm hanging out with is people that I'm proud of, um, people that are motivated and people that are trying to, you know, do good in the world because that's who I want to be, too. Yeah. And always it's quality over quantity. You need good people around you, not a lot of people around you. So keep that in mind as well. Um, and with that, if you don't already, please remember to follow us on Instagram, Sunday School Podcast. School is S-K-E-W-L. And don't forget to subscribe and review us and share with your friends. All right. We'll see you next week. <laughs>